This week on episode 102 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, spring has sprung, at least in Arizona. I can't really say the same for the rest of the country, but I'm definitely feeling it. Uh, news has been pretty random this week. No real theme, just lots of oddity. I've got tarantula burgers, bad jokes, and even a couple of drug smugglers. And continuing on with the live stream from The Cure guests, this week's recommended listening feature takes you back to your childhood with Now That I'm Older. Evening on that old podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my little stories and ramblings and rants about whatever's going on in my head. I make fun of some weird news stuff, and I wrap it all up with a podcast recommendation, something I think you need to listen to, because I just like sharing. And I can't keep my brain to one thing for a whole hour. So, <laughs> how you doing out there in, 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 in listener land? Again, I, I, I don't know how to start. I mean, I, I just really don't. I just like, oh, how are you doing? Like, you're going to fucking answer. But I, I had a, a little spark because I can never come up with something else. So, really quick. It's the beginning of the show. You're still listening, so you might actually do this shit. First five people to send me an email or a tweet or, or a message on Facebook. Just answering, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to send you some stickers. No bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. Why the hell not? At least I'm getting a response. I'm forcing you to respond. You want some stickers? Go ahead. Uh, hit me up on Facebook and Twitter at Odd Dad Out or show at odddadoutpodcast.com and tell me how you're doing. And I will, yeah, let's see the first five people. First five people to, to tell me how you're doing. <laughs> and I'll send you some stickers. What the hell? All right. <laughs> Enough of my stupidity with that. Like I said, at the beginning, which I tend to, I also start with, it's springtime. Officially, it's springtime. And he, I mean, I'm, I'm in Arizona and in, in the Phoenix metro area out here, we're feeling summer. Okay. Not, not quite summer. We're feeling spring. Um, cause it's still spring technically. So the rest of the country, what I've got right now is summer. Uh, meanwhile, they're still in blizzard mode and that's tripping me out because today it's going to be 90 degrees. It's April. It's mid April. It's going to be 90 degrees. And apparently last week there was actually a day where the official weather station out here in Phoenix is at the airport, which incidentally is the single hottest place in town because it's a fucking airport. Lots and lots. It's a huge airport. Lots and lots of, of, of blacktop and tarmac and whatever. Side note, did you know tarmac is actually the name of the material, not actually like what the, that's actually the material that the, the, that the, the runways and everything is made of. It's like weird chemical ass thing. I forget exactly what it means, but it's actually the name of the, the material, not it's where planes land and take off. It's yeah. Anyway, 
end sidebar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all that big ass open space with all this black top and all these reflective surfaces because planes and all this stuff. It's the hottest fucking place in town. That being said, that's where the official weather station is because it's a nice, good, open air place centrally located that you can get good weather readings. Well, there was a day my last week or so where it actually hit 100 degrees at the airport already in April. I think that might actually be the record. I stopped watching the news to they always talk about that. And it's like, oh, the record for today was this back in 1914 and whatever. And I think that might be the record for the earliest we've hit. No, I take it back. I think last year we hit a hundred in March, but either way, fucking early to already be in the hundreds or at least to be a hundred. And yeah, that's, that's crazy. But we're dealing with that out here. We're dealing with, okay, get your sunshades out for your cars and you might want to put some, you know, blankets to cover up your seatbelts. Otherwise you're going to get third degree burns when you try and buckle up. Things like that. We're dealing with that already. And at the same time, I'm seeing posts on Facebook and Twitter from friends in, in the East Coast and up in Canada, granted Canada, but like I've seen like Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head posting about being, you know, still buried in snow and everybody up in, you know, in like Connecticut and Jersey and Philly and all them, they're all still buried in snow and having all these blizzards and storms and all this shit going down and uh, Chicago buried in snow. All I, everyone else is covered in snow right now. Like, all my podcast friends are sitting there shoveling snow every day and all of these baseball games, the, the the Yankees keep having to cancel home games because they can't play because it's, there's too much snow, things like this. Like it's baseball season. There shouldn't be snow in baseball season. Really? Not for this late, at least. I mean, come on. It's, it's mid April. It's, it's good in spring already. Come on. It's officially been spring for a month. Don't tell the weather that, apparently, in the East Coast. But they're all freezing their asses off. Meanwhile, we're getting up. And it's, it's, you know, 75 degrees at 5 a.m. And it's 90 by lunch. And apparently, with all of this spring happening here, and maybe it's because all of the bullshit uh, allergens and whatever the shit left the East Coast... Maybe, I don't know how allergens work. I'm not a meteorologist or a doctor or any kind of a scientist or anything. I'm just some schmuck who, who sits here and rambles on a microphone. But <laughs> apparently, out of fucking nowhere, I have allergies. I am 33 years old. Never in my life have I had allergies. But somewhere in the last six months, I have developed allergies. And suddenly I'm sitting here during the, during the day, all fucking sniffles and, 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 and sneezing and all of the stereotypical seasonal allergy bullshit. All the shit you see in the commercials with, again, with the, the stuffy nose and the sneezing and the, oh, I can't go outside. Oh my God. I'm so stuffy. All, I've got that shit going on out of fucking nowhere. Never in my life have I ever experienced this. And it's not even, somebody said, 
I was like, oh, maybe because you moved. I was like, I moved here almost nine years ago, and I grew up here. I'm used to desert, you know, the plants and the pollen and the, you know, and I've lived in my house for two years. The pollen around my house hasn't changed in the last two years. You know, my, my neighbors still have a mesquite. The shit still drops all of its shit in my yard. That hasn't changed. I used to have seven mesquite trees in my last house. There's, there's nothing unless one of my neighbors randomly planted some mutant flower that I've never seen before, which realistically, come on, it's so damn hot right now. Anything you plant's probably going to burn if it's new. But out of nowhere, I've suddenly got all these allergies. And basically the only reason I'm not all sniffles and whatnot now is because it's a good day. <laughs> That's it. I, for the last week, I've been all sniffles and sneezing and whatnot. And it's it's a good day. And that also helps that we've got all these uh, fans and uh, air purifiers and things that run. Because my wife has always had allergies. And one, incidentally, she's allergic to our dog. So really... For her, she gets like skin allergies though. She's like, you know, pet the dog and it's got to go wash her hands. Otherwise she'll break out and start getting really itchy. That's a whole other thing. My wife's got tons of allergies, but I've never had them. And I've, I'm always one of those people that like, I haven't experienced a lot of these sort of maladies like migraines and allergies and all these sort of like, I've never experienced those. I've never had allergies. I've never got migraines before. My wife has all of these things. But it's, it's interesting, like in the last few months, I've had a migraine, never had one before. And I'm sitting there just like completely debilitated and I'm like describing it to my wife and she's like, yep, that's exactly how I feel two or three days a week. I'm like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> I've never had this feeling before. Oh my God. And, and I've said before, I have a really high pain tolerance and that could be why I've never really felt like a migraine migraine before is that my tolerance for pain is a lot higher than, than yeah, I'd say your average person. I'm not Superman, but I, I can handle more pain than the average person, I think, or in my experience anyway. And things like, but I've never had those feelings like, wow, this sucks. And I was like, I can only imagine, like, this isn't, like, debilitating for me. It sucks ass. It sucks, but I can function because I can deal with it. I was like, I can only imagine, my wife has no pain tolerance, so I can only imagine how crippling, well, I don't even have to imagine it. I see it. When she gets a migraine, she might as well just, she wants to just roll over and die. She, you know, it, it takes everything she has to get out of bed and go to work. I mean, she's gotten, she's had to get uh, doctor's releases basically saying that her migraines are so bad that they are, they can prevent her from working. You know, that, and which sucks. God, that sucks. I mean, it, because it, she's stuck in bed, basically. She, migraines hit her like that. She's, she's stuck in bed and they're trying all of these new treatments and all this. They've got her on, um, on blood thinners and, and like preventative migraine pills now. Like, like instead of, oh, you have a migraine here, take an Excedrin or here, take this prescription strength migraine pill and that'll, 
knock you on your ass and you won't even feel anything because you're going to be unconscious. <laughs> I think I mentioned that was like when I was, when I was going through all of my illness and cracked ribs and all that stuff, uh, back in November, it's like one of the meds they gave me was, it was supposed to be, uh, it was one of the cough pills or something. And really it just knocked you out. I was like, yeah, you're not going to cough or you're not going to feel any pain. Why? Cause you're asleep. That's almost like what her migraine pills would do because they would leave her so groggy. She'd end up just sleeping it off. Like, yeah, you can't feel a shit when you're unconscious. That's basically it. But now they've got her on some preventative stuff. So hopefully that's where, and so far, at least in the last week or so, she's been on it. It's, it's helped. So I'm hoping that really works out for her because it sucks watching her go through that. But yeah, I'm, you know, migraines aside, I've suddenly felt allergies and like stupid like i feel like such a nerd going around (laughs) and i'm sorry for all the sniffy noises i'm doing it on purpose to to prove a point but again because today's kind of a good day i'm not all sniffles and sneezing today but in the last especially in the last week it's been super windy it's been we just had like a front move through that brought it from 90 degrees to a nice balmy 75 and so in that wind, it just, everything on my face was just, and, and I was all just completely congested. Not that I'm not normally congested, but it was a whole new thing and nose tickles and sneezing and all the, again, stereotypical allergy commercials. And I made the mistake over the weekend because I was like, okay, I think I'm just having like allergies again, new experience for me. So I go ahead and take a Benadryl. Because, you know, what do you do when you have allergies? You take a Benadryl, right? Well, I took a Benadryl about an hour before I had to go to work. And I've, again, never had to take Benadryl before because I've never had allergy problems. And so I'm, and I, I even asked my wife because I'm like, hey, like, I don't want to take a Benadryl because I don't want it to make me sleepy because everyone knows Benadryl makes you sleepy, right? And she's like, oh, if you just take one, you'll be fine. It's not a big deal. I was like, I see her take Benadryl and she knocks the fuck out. And she's like, A, she's a lightweight when it comes to meds. So makes sense. But she's like, no, it's all, it's fine. Just take one. You'll be all right. And by the time I get to work, I am so groggy and tired and sleepy that I can barely function. I'm sitting there just slogging through. I don't want to get out of my car to go into the office. I don't want to get, I don't want to load up my work van. I don't want to drive to the job site. I don't, and fortunately it was one of those days where I'm just in a place all day. I was like, yeah, I've got eight hours of, I'm just going to be here and not jumping around to a lot of different job sites, but shit. And And it was a late day. So it was like, normally on the weekends, I start really early. I can start like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock and work and have a nice day and then come home around dinner time or bedtime or whatever. And this time I had to be in at five. So like my day was basically a normal day, like any other day of the week. And I'm groggy as shit. And of course I took the, the Benadryl and I'm just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, thank you. And just like, I'm, I, I will openly admit I didn't get half of the stuff done 
that I really needed to, like, I, I should have gotten a lot more work done on Saturday than I did, but I was just too damn groggy and too sleepy. And of course, it didn't wear off until about an hour or two before we were supposed to wrap up. I was like, all right, fine. Like, I'm finally not sleepy. And then I start sneezing again. I'm like, yep, Benadryl wore off. Great. And so now I'm, I'm discombobulated from being stuffy and like, fuck allergies. Now I understand why people are so miserable in allergy commercials, but it's just tripping me out. And, and again, fuck allergies. And why the hell do I suddenly have allergies after 33 years? Or even if you want to say, cause it's like I moved back to Arizona after living in Texas for so long and all that. I've lived in the same area of the same part of Arizona for the last nine years. And why is it suddenly in the last six months I have allergies? What the shit, people? What the hell, allergies? Nah, I'm not liking this. Allergies can, can bite me. Well, apparently they did. But, yeah. Yes, I'm bitching about allergies and the weather. Uh, <laughs> because it sucks. <laughs> yes, I'm bitching. Yes, I'm a crybaby. Because it's, it's different and it's, it's weird. And it's for me, again, 33 years of my life, not experiencing a migraine, not having allergies, not having to do blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly I'm getting old and shit. Suddenly I'm feeling shit and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> it's like, and I, you know, I go back to when I, you know, I went on that whole show about how much I've gained weight and everybody like, seriously, you're complaining about being 150 pounds. Like, I'm not complaining about being 150 pounds. I'm complaining about the fact that in the last year I gained nearly 30 pounds because that was kind of trippy to me. And now I suddenly have allergies and I get migraines and all this crap. I'm like, what the hell? Getting old sucks. <laughs> and I realized 33 isn't that old. And I realized I couldn't for the life of me pass for 33 on the outside. But, you know, if you've listened to me long enough, my brain is about a million, and I'm a, eternally a crotchety old man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't want to have to, I, I don't want to have to start taking Claritin or having like daily pills and shit like that. It's, no, it just make me feel even older. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I really don't know where I'm going to go with this. I'm I'm just going to stop my 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 crybaby little waff, you know, <laughs> here and jump to some promos. I got some new shows uh rolling this week cuz I've got so many and I don't get to them nearly. I don't get as much variety. So I've got some new promos for you this week and then I'll be right back with the news. Remember the excitement after opening all your presents at Christmas time? And behold, Santa brought you an Atari 2600 and an extra controller. Remember sitting two feet from your color-enhanced Zenith television while your friends huddled around you as you play the newest games like Pitfall, Frogger, and Centipede? We played for hours on end and watched the days slip by as our hands cramped from holding the controller in the same position. But we didn't care. Now that we're all grown up, we get to reminisce and feel the nostalgia once more. Only this time, we share them with someone who has never lived in the 80s 
or even the 90s. Each week on 8-Bit Avenue, Matt and Katie give Reagan a tour on how cool old things can become new again. Listen on Blazing Caribou Studios, go to BlazingCaribouStudios.com, or look for 8-Bit Avenue on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ladies, we all know the best part of the day is when you finally get home and get rid of the one thing you've been dreaming of ditching for hours, your bra. If you're like me, sometimes you don't even make it to the front door. Hi, I'm Erin Whitehead, host of the Braless Podcast, where once a week I kick back, relax, and have fun conversations with different guests about all kinds of topics. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me on the Braless Podcast, unhooked and unleashed. Speaking of allergies, let's start off with something that'll definitely make you a little... And let's just say itchy. Uh, North Carolina restaurant serving up a tarantula burger. Yeah. So, Bull City Burger and Brewery is is serving up a tarantula hamburger. Because why not? So, apparently, you can only get this through entering a contest. It's not like, it's not like every other, like, food contest where you go in and it's like, you know, can you eat the five pound burger? Can you eat the 60 ounce uh, steak dinner? It's more of you go in, you enter, you dr- you get drawn. And if, you, if you're if you drawn, then you get to eat the tarantula burger. And it's just kind of a thing. I guess this restaurant, they're just doing like an exotic food month. And, and you're not even getting a deal on this thing. <laughs> this thing costs 30 bucks. It, it's pasture-raised North Carolina beef, Gruyere cheese, and an oven-roasted tarantula in spicy chili sauce. Because, you know, when you're having that tarantula, you really need a nice spicy sauce to go along with it. Ow. <laughs> I can, I can't, I mean, I understand that there are people that eat tarantulas. Absolutely. I'm aware of this. There are many parts of the world, and I've seen it in, like, National Geographic stuff and whatever the hell. You know, you can basically take a tarantula, roast it in a fire, and it's completely edible. I'm aware of this. Why put it on a hamburger? And it's like a whole tarantula. Yeah. I, I, this is one of those stories that I'm glad I, I, I should share with my wife. I should absolutely just, you know, tag her in this and stick it on her Facebook because... She would yell at me. <laughs> she hates spiders so much. So a giant tarantula on a hamburger would just, yeah, she would probably throw her phone. It's <laughs> like, delete it, delete it now, delete it now. <laughs> but I, I, again, and I've seen people do it. I, because I mean, basically all you got to do to eat a tarantula. And again, you have to use fire. And you got to burn off all the hairs. So you, you stick them in a, you know, you burn off all the hairs and you cook them just long enough to be dead, basically. Which again, it's a big spider. It doesn't exactly take a long time. But the only, my understanding of a tarantula is really the only actually edible part of it is the, the body. 
like the back side of the body. Like you bite that, the rest of it's like, you know, the it's skeleton. It's, you know, if it was, you know, a bird-eating spider, like one of those giant-ass bastards that's, you know, the size of a dinner plate, you know, comparable to a king crab, that's probably a, if you're going to eat a tarantula, eat a bird-eating spider. Eat like one of those giant bastards, you know, something that you're probably going to have to fight with it to catch it and kill it and eat it. Something like that is a meal, maybe, but more on account of there's more of it. It's got a lot to it because a regular, you know, brown tarantula, I'm going to assume is like the kind that is around here, perhaps. And it's the exotic meat month. Tarantula is only exotic meat. If you want to count it as meat, it's a, it's a spider. It's an incredibly common spider. So it's not exactly, it's not exotic unless you're in the Amazon. Then it's like, oh, these are Amazon tarantulas. Dude, I got like 50 of those damn things just roaming. It's Arizona. That's where they live. Anyway, but yeah, but really, why Why would you know? And all you get for eating the damn burger is a t-shirt. Like, no, there's people that do that shit for free just because it's food. <laughs> but it, it, that'd be so damn crunchy. It's all skeleton. Again, if you're eating like a bird-eating spider that's huge and you cooked it down and you'd probably crack the legs like a crab leg or something and pull the meat out and all that, maybe do that. It's a similar structure to a crab, at least when you look at it, but not that I'm, I'm not a seafood person and I'm not interested in eating crabs or giant tarantulas, but I'm just saying, if you were going to eat a tarantula, get a big one. Because really, I mean, how many tarantulas do you have to eat to be a meal? I mean, they're having to stick it on a, on a burger. It's just, and it seems like it's kind of cheating. You know, make a tarantula burger. How about you just serve a, a couple of tarantulas stacked together on a bun with, with spicy chili sauce, of course. But otherwise it's, it's a hamburger that happens to have a tarantula on it. And again, you're just adding texture mostly because it's mostly just a lot of crunch because, you know, bugs, exoskeleton, Big bug, lots of exoskeleton. Funny thing to say, especially twice. And yeah, it, you're just adding something crunchy. It's like adding chips on top of your burger, except this one has fangs. Dear God, I hope they defanged these. I didn't even think about that until just now. Please tell me they defanged these tarantulas before they stick them on your burger because I don't want my burger to bite back. Ow. Yeah, ow. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> this one, I, it's, it's not even weird. It was just, it's almost rage inducing. Not like what this dude did, but the reasoning behind it. So man in England buys a used car for a hundred mile trip because it was cheaper than buying a train ticket. So I didn't realize, and I know like in England and basically across the UK, there's a lot of train travel. It's just a much more common thing. In the States, not a huge, trains aren't really a major thing. You get like subways and you get some like regional in like the New England area, people that'll commute like, oh, I live in New Jersey, but I, I work in New York City or whatever. And they take a train from where area to the other. I, you know, that's, that's commuter trains. Fine. But long haul travel, like long distance travel, you don't really do a lot of that in states. It's possible. There's still Amtrak that runs coast to coast. I theoretically could get on an Amtrak 
out here in Phoenix, like way out in the suburbs of Phoenix and, and take a train all the way back to San Antonio. It'll take a couple of days, but I could take a train to my dad's house, but shit, Hey, that cost a lot. We actually budgeted that. That cost a couple thousand dollars. Um, one way, fuck that. But yeah, I didn't realize like in, in England, it's much more common to take trains. It's a much more regular form of transportation. I didn't realize that they still cost a fuck ton of money. So 27 year old from London wanted to visit his, uh, a friend in Bristol, hundred miles away. A train ticket was going to cost him $311. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> so what did he do? He went and bought a, tra- a, a just a cheap-ass used car. So uh, I think Gumtree, I think it's kind of like Craigslist. Uh, found a car on Gumtree and said the guy was selling it for scrap. But he bought a 97 Honda Civic. Uh, the engine ran, so he was like, all right, fine. Um, and I guess you have to pay road taxes and all this weird stuff, but between the car, the taxes, and the insurance and the gas, he spent, yeah, the car cost, was it 80 pounds? And I don't know the translation. Everything here is in pounds. So let's see, we got 80, jump back up. The ticket was 218 pounds, which again is a 311 bucks US. But let's see. Run down the cost here. So, uh, da, 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 da. let's say he spent 81 pounds in taxes, 80 pounds for the car, uh, 20 pounds on insurance, 25 pounds on gas. So, da, da, da. so yeah, he spent about 206 pounds. The train ticket was going to run him between 210 and 218 pounds. So he saved a few bucks. But the fact of the matter is that it was cheaper for him to buy a car, get it insured, get the gas, pay the taxes, than it was for a train ticket. And yes, he bought a beater, but still, he proved a point. <laughs> train tickets are too damn expensive. And, you know, he doesn't even plan on keeping a car. That's what I think is kind of funny is... You know, he, he did it to prove a point. Obviously, I mean, he had the money for it, but it was just kind of ludicrous that that's what it's going to cost. But, you know, he did it to prove the point that the train tickets are damn expensive. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. If realistically people don't drive as much, it's not like America where everybody has a car. It's like in England, not everybody has a car. You don't need it. It's a much smaller area. You take the fucking train. You take a bus, you take a train. Things like that. You use public transportation way more often. It should not cost so damn much. Seriously, I could hop on a Greyhound bus right now and get to, I'll just use San Antonio as an example. I could take a Greyhound bus from Phoenix to San Antonio right now for 200 bucks. Less than he has to take a train, 100 miles. I could travel 1,100 miles for 200 bucks. That is just stupid yeah so way to go dude but he's even saying he's planning on just uh selling the car he's like i'll probably end up making a profit off of this thing because after selling the car and i get i guess because he hasn't used up the time limit on the the 
tax permit or whatever. Like, I'm assuming it's like a road permit or something. I don't know. I don't have, I'm not in England. Hey, anybody in England that wants to tell me how that all works, go ahead and, and drop me a line, show at odddadoutpodcast.com if you are so inclined to explain to me how that works. Or I'll just assume it's just like a, it's all, I'm almost like a license or, or like your, your registration or whatever on your car is here. But he's going to, he'll end up getting a refund on part of the, the taxes. He'll end up, you know, sell the fucking car. Like dude's going to end up making money instead of being out 300 bucks on a stupid train ticket. I just thought that was cool. That's all. <laughs> Less that it's a weird thing, more of a damn, that's crazy kind of thing. All right. Moving right along. Okay, have you heard of this game, Fortnite? I only recently heard about it because I'm not like an online gamer. I'm not a mobile gamer. I, those I've, I've heard about it. A couple of the guys from work were talking about it, and I saw the name pop up in the news a little bit. Apparently, it's this like crazy popular online game. I know very little about it, uh, but apparently it's just like one of those super popular things. Everybody's playing Fortnite and it's the big viral thing. What if the fuck? And like from what I've heard from the guys at work that it's super popular and everyone's playing it and all this. But at the same time, apparently the developers of this game are throwing out patches and upgrades and they're changing the game so quickly that it's glitchy as all hell. So a lot of them is like, yeah, no, I'm not really into this anymore. This game is weird. They're like, they enjoy the game, but the fact that like, oh, and there's a new update today and there's a new update tomorrow and there's a new update the next day and they're constantly fixing and patching and upgrading and trying to be so on top of it. It's like, again, I don't know. I'm just going from what the guys at work tell me. Anyway, in Greensboro, North Carolina, a teen kept playing Fortnite as a tornado swept through his neighborhood. So, uh, long story short, tornado's coming, kid's sitting there on, I'm assuming his phone, uh, playing Fortnite, looks up, he starts seeing, like, roofs coming off the neighbor's houses and shit like this, and I'll give the kid credit, he did grab his nephew and his sister, and they basically, like, hunkered down in the bathroom, but he was still playing the fucking game, (laughs) like, really, kid? You know, your house could be torn to pieces. Your neighbor's houses are being torn to pieces. But fuck no, I got to keep playing the game. Really? That's your fucking, your your priority? Like, yes, I'm going to make sure everyone's okay. But I can't can't stop playing. Put the fucking phone down. Put the damn phone. Stop. Stop the game. No. The game is not important. The tornado destroying your neighborhood is much more important. You know, and, and yes, I great for him. Yes, he made sure that his his sister and his nephew were safe. No, fuck that. Put the fucking phone down. Stop playing your goddamn game. <laughs> stupid damn kids and stupid mobile games. Bullshit. So I don't have them. You know, I I I've mentioned forever ago back when I had uh, Pokemon Go on my phone, and I got rid of that shit as soon as my wife stopped playing it. It's like good. I don't have to keep this shit, and I don't have to be. And, you know, playing Pokemon for you because it was my wife's again. It was my wife's account on my phone just so she could take advantage of the fact that I travel more for work and could get more steps and bullshit in the game. Anyway, 
Yeah, fucking ah, uh, Fortnite. I hope that that just goes away. <laughs> Go away, Fortnite. All right, <laughs> let's get on to somebody else being stupid. Planet Fitness evacuated over remote detonator Wi-Fi name. <laughs> so, basically, somebody thought they were gonna be funny. <laughs> And they named their Wi-Fi network Remote Detonator, (laughs) which was apparently within close proximity to a Planet Fitness, which apparently has in-house Wi-Fi. So a guy goes into the Planet Fitness, he tries to connect to the Wi-Fi in-house, and sees one of the available networks says Remote Detonator. (laughs) Goes to the management, like, oh my god, look at this, somebody's a, a remote detonator. And of course, they evacuate the building and call the police and bomb squad and all this. Basically, it just amounted to a dude had a funny, like, thought it was a joke and had the Wi-Fi name remote detonator, like, cause it's funny. Kind of like on the Big Bang Theory, you know, the, uh, what's the Wi-Fi password? It's like, Penny, buy your own internet, something shit like that. You know, Penny, stop stealing my internet, whatever, you know, <laughs> get your own Wi-Fi. Um, Basically, that's it. It was was like just a gag name for his, or the Wi-Fi. And they ended up evacuating the planet fitness. (laughs) No, I mean, and and I get it. I understand that, yes, you have to evacuate because, yeah, it's, it's a theoretical safety issue. But really, it's, who the fuck is going to name the Wi-Fi, you know, a remote detonator, you're going to use Wi-Fi? Aren't you going to have, like, some other form of transmission device that maybe isn't publicly accessible? And would you even leave it, like, you know, visible as Wi-Fi, you know, kind of has to be? Anyway, it's just, it's silly and it's dumb and it's, it's, it's funny. So, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of stupid people. Oh, man. In leaked memo. Apple warns employees to stop leaking memos. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, naturally, everybody knows at this point, shit gets leaked out of Apple all the time. Whether they're, you know, oops, and we left iPhone prototypes just sitting in a bar because we're dumb fucks. Incidentally, you shouldn't give the iPhone prototype to be tested by the guy who goes to the bar and goes clubbing because guess what? He's going to drink and he's going to forget his fucking phone. Why? Because people forget their fucking phones. This is what happens. But because Apple information is so valuable to the nerds out there and the tech people, everyone's got to get the scoop. Shit gets leaked all the time. And I'm sure a lot of people get fired over it. And apparently a handful of people have been arrested over it. According to a lengthy memo, air quotes, uh, from their internal blog, Apple caught 29 leakers last year and 12 of them were arrested. I don't know how you get arrested for that exactly. I don't know how criminal that is, but maybe industrial espionage. I don't know why you get arrested for leaking memos. But, yeah, they they leaked 
the memo talking about the leaked memos and leaked information. I think that whoever leaked the memo was just doing it out of like, oh yeah, this is going to be sweet. <laughs> it's like this because you can't leak that memo without just laughing your ass off about the irony. Is it irony? I don't know. I don't care. Misuse of the term doesn't matter. You know what I mean. <laughs> but the fact that the the leak the the memo about leaked memos got leaked is just utterly hilarious. <laughs> It's like we're cracking down on all these this information leakage and the crackdown got leaked. Which really kind of goes back to so many people who claim that really the leaks and everything from Apple are all BS. Which I kind of agree with. I don't know. Okay, I don't agree with, but I totally buy into that idea that like when so much shit gets leaked and every single new iPhone gets leaked. You got to think, no, this was just marketing. <laughs> it's like, who are all these leakers? The entire marketing department. They just send shit out and say it's top secret. Because it gets hype. That's what you do. That's why people go out and buy the new fucking thousand dollar iPhone. Because there was all this hype about it. And like, oh, Engadget got a hold of a uh, new iPhone X prototype. Because... Somebody left it in a bar. Why? Because every Apple phone gets left in a bar. Probably the same bar. It's probably around the corner from Apple headquarters. Dave just walks in, sets it on a bar stool, and leaves. But, yeah, it's just... It's, it's too convenient. Too much information is leaked. Big fat air quotes. Too much information is leaked by Apple for it to actually be leaked and not be left. <laughs> Because, yeah, everything. Apple can't keep shit a secret. Everybody leaks Apple stuff. Microsoft, everybody else keeps their shit pretty tight unless they want you to know. So, yeah, Apple. Either, you know, no, I, I have no advice for Apple. <laughs> um, dear Apple, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Just give it up. You're not, stop being so damn. I have to assume they're just being dicks about it. And that's why everybody leaks shit is they're just kind of assholes when it comes to that shit, because apparently even the memo about leaked shit gets leaked. So yeah, but I'm going to say it. I had a hard time. I almost didn't have one this week, but it popped up in the news today and I, I couldn't pass it up. It's time for the jackass of the week. Australian women sentenced in cocaine cruise that they posted all over Instagram. So, two Canadian women were arrested and tried and ever in an Australian court over a $16 million cocaine smuggling trip on a luxury cruise line. So, apparently, basically, these women got suckered in by a sugar daddy who basically told him, Hey, we'll send you on these, these exotic cruises. And during, and all you have to do is, you know, carry these, you know, suitcases full of cocaine along with you. So they ended up smuggling 95 kilos of cocaine 
uh, on a seven-week cruise from Britain to Ireland to the U.S. to Bermuda, Colombia, Panama, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, and then to Australia, where they all got caught. Meanwhile, the girls are posting lots of selfies and pictures all over their Instagram because that's why you're on a cruise. They're like, oh yeah, I get to travel the world and get to show off all this stuff and do all this stuff that I'd never get to do. And all I have to do is haul drugs. They were fully aware of what they were doing. And it was just like, oh, I, I, I want to go on a cruise and I'll, I can't afford, this is a $17,000 cruise. I can't afford that. But you know, the fucking sugar daddy was literally hiring her out as an escort. Big red flag there, bitch. And then says, hey, I'll send you on a, a world cruise. You just have to haul coke for me. You a dumb bitch. And, you know, the fuck? I just, I... And this all goes down to this, this fucking millennial, like, Instagram famous, I have to be seen doing extravagant things fucking culture where you, know, you have to post selfies every day of look at how look at how amazing my life is look at me i'm in peru and then tomorrow look at me i'm in ireland and look at me i'm in panama look at me there's a, a fucking you know 100 pounds of coke behind me pay no attention to that mule uh, what no fuck you're stupid People want to get Instagram famous. You want to be an Instagram model. You're not fucking model. You're just a bitch with a camera. You're just a pretty girl who takes lots of pictures of yourself because you're self-absorbed. And you have to get famous and you have to have a million people like your pictures. And you're willing to mule coke for it. You a dumb bitch. I'm half like I'm I'm half upset that her sentence was so light. Uh one of the girls was sentenced to seven years. The other was sentenced to eight years. Um, they both have to serve about half of that in prison in Australia before they're expected to be uh, deported to Canada. Uh, yeah, they they don't they're not eligible for parole for nearly five years, and they're likely to get deported after that. Uh, I don't understand that little bit. I don't understand. It's like you sentenced them to eight years, make them serve eight years. Um, I guess it's if they get paroled, then they get deported. I, I, I'm assuming, but yeah, I mean, what the hell? Why, why would you do that? I mean, you're so desperate to get Instagram famous that you will, you're willing to mule drugs and face a life sentence in many of the countries that they stopped in. They were facing a life sentence for the drug charges. 95 kilos. That's around 200 pounds of cocaine. Damn. Again, $16 million in cocaine they found. And they literally caught them because of the Instagram documentation of their trip. They're like, oh, we're here. They figured out where they were going and what they were doing. They figured out that the crew's was being used for that purpose. Like the two girls and then their other accomplice, they, f they tracked them. Like we knew they would be in Australia at this time. And they fucking busted them when they got there. Like, are y'all fuck? You're stupid. You're so stupid. Uh, never mind that you're, 
you know, the, the selfie obsessed Instagram obsessed. Yes, I realize I've had Instagram, but I don't do shit with it minus promote the show and maybe take a few pictures of my kids. But those people who are so fucking Instagram selfie obsessed and have to take pictures of themselves and get famous and blah, 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 that you're willing to smuggle drugs to get Instagram famous. You're fucking dumb. She should spend the rest of her life in prison to maybe get some fucking brain cells. Sorry. No, not sorry. Dumb bitches. Dumb bitches. They were tracked the whole time. They knew they were going to bust them in Australia. That's how reckless they were. You're not even smart about it. Not that you were smart to begin with. Okay, I'm bitching in circles, so I'm going to stop. Safe to say, these two bitches, rotten prison, for your stupidity, you jackasses. All right, I'm going to take one more quick promo break. Get a little live stream for the cure in here. And I'll be right back with this week's recommended listening now that I'm older. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm the believer. I'm Cody. I'm the skeptic. And together we are BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. The podcast where two idiots discuss weird phenomena. This week we're talking about ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Why? There's too much weird stuff in the world for it to be coincidental. See, I don't, because ghosts are souls, and shirts, pants, and jock straps do not have souls. These ghosts should be naked. My jock strap has a soul. <laughs> Moving on, join us every week where we talk about cool phenomena ranging from skinwalkers to simulacra. There you go. Bye! Find us on Google Play, iTunes, and all those other podcasting places, or visit us at www.bspodphx.com. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. Recommended listening. What's up, guys? Be sure to check out Now That I'm Older on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Me and Kenny sit down and talk about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. We also look at pop culture, review a few movies, share some personal stories, and just basically poke fun at the world around us. Be sure to check out Now That I'm Older on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. So what better way is there to describe Now That I'm Older other than that, really? <laughs> uh, they, they, I mean, right there. Getting, getting older sucks. It can be awesome at the same time. And it, it's a lot of like, the, the way they format the show is interesting because it will cut between Shane telling a story, very kind of on its own, telling a story about his childhood or, and things like that. 
and then cut back to conversations with uh, Shane and Kenny and sometimes playing games. And they recently uh, did a uh, would you rather. <laughs> I don't know if you'd call it a successful, a successful version of the game where they yeah, Kenny basically kind of shuts him down. <laughs> I've never, so it's a game that's not supposed to have a hard pass in it, but apparently there's a hard pass when it's played on now that I'm older. But their, their conversations can go all over the place. I mean, whether it's talking about, you know, working in fast food or, or having a conversation with a phone sex worker. That was actually an interesting one because they had a songbird wren who is a, she's a phone sex operator and I've heard her on a few other shows kind of doing the rounds with like, they, they make a podcast friend and they suddenly they're, they kind of bounce around for a couple of shows to different places doing interviews. And when I heard her on with uh, the guys on now that I'm older, it was like, I, you don't sound so annoying. And I think every other show wanted her to be doing this, the phone sex voice and all that stuff. And it was yeah, kind of annoying. But when I heard her on now that I'm older, I'm like, you sound like a normal person. You're actually kind of cool sounding, you know, like, yeah, you're, a, you know, a little uh, hyperactive, let's say. But <laughs> I, I got a, a massive laugh. I, I was, I just about spit out my coffee laughing at, at that episode. And they're just funny. It, it just the interaction between them is hilarious. And the, the back and forth and the, it's almost like, it's like they're arguing without arguing, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they, you never know what the hell they're going to talk about. It could ever, it can, again, it, they're going from McDonald's and to like, oh, we were egging this dude's house and my car died. Or that time we stole 20 fucking pumpkins or, you know, shit about fighting geese or not or whatever the hell it's just like yeah i mean it's like every childhood story that you probably didn't tell anybody because you were probably going to get in trouble for it that's what this show is the hell that's what this show was this show that's what i originally intended to do here was all those childhood stories you know because everybody's got those stories from their childhood they just put them out on the internet now and it's and I think everybody can kind of relate, even if you don't have that exact story that, oh, we, you know, we, me and my friends were doing this one stupid thing and then something went completely wrong and we were, you know, everybody's got one of those stories, you know, some variation. And so it's immensely relatable. <laughs> everybody's got one of those stories. And so I, I, I can sit there and listen to these guys, even though like sometimes it's like, and it's a little weird for me. And I'll say because of the sort of the way they format the show, like I said, they'll transition between telling a, a single story and there's kind of a, a single story that kind of informs the rest of the show. But when they cut between the storytelling with nice music and the, you know, just very narrated element of the show and the conversation and the, the, the bullshitting back and forth between Shane and Kenny is it's, it's, it's a little odd to me and I'm going to say, I'll say it's a little odd, but it works. And it's, I mean, they've been doing this long enough that I, I'm not about to tell them to change their show, you know, and it works and it's, it's a, it's a good show, 
but it, it is a little, it's a different thing for me. And it's like, eh, that's an interesting way of formatting your show. But again, I'm not going to tell them how to do their show. They've been at this a hell of a lot longer than me. And you go, <laughs> but it's a great show and it's fun. And like I said, it's super relatable because everybody's got one of those stories. They've all got a story about a thing or about your parents or that time, you know, the time you caught your parents, you know what I mean? Everybody's got one of those stories. And so it's, it's almost like, or would, I, would they call it group therapy? <laughs> Just everybody kind of bullshitting around and, and chatting about like, oh, you remember that time we did that thing that was really stupid <laughs> or the general, like the show is called now that I'm older. You're kind of talking about the difference between the stupid shit you did as a kid and in life now. And, you know, the way things change and the way you grow up and all this. And it's, and it's, it's, it's very refreshing. <laughs> You, you kind of get that, oh, I'm not the only one. I didn't, I'm not the only one who did that stupid thing. They're just as stupid as I was when I was a kid. Everybody was stupid when they were a kid. It's, that's it. That's the show. Everybody was dumb when they were a kid. That's your new title, guys. <laughs> now that I'm older, we're all stupid then. <laughs> but it's a really fun show. Absolutely worth a listen. So do yourself a favor. Check out Now That I'm Older at now that I'm older.com. Well, that's going to do it for me this week. Before I forget, go to livestreamforthecure.com. Early donations are open. Get those in. I want to see that number jump. We are about a month away from this event, and I want to see your money. Show me the money, people. Yeah, I totally went there. <laughs> uh, all my, my idiocy aside. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Remember, you can catch all of the past episodes, check out the show notes, all the links to any new stories I've covered, and the full recommended listening list at the all-new odddadoutpodcast.com. If you have any suggestions for any stories or, or podcast you think I should check out, drop me a line, show at odddadoutpodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter or even Instagram, at Odd Dad Out. And until next week, I am still Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> <laughs>